Wisdom has built her house. She has hanged her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beast. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says this, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. For by me your days will be multiplied and your years will be added to your life. If you were wise, you were wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. The woman folly is loud. She is seductive and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat at the highest places of the town, calling to those who pass by who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. Let's pray. God, we ask now as we study Proverbs chapter 9. God, whether this passage is familiar to us or not, God, I pray that it would speak to us, God, that you would let this passage address us. God, help us to be people who are not stuck in just following the rules, but who apply wisdom to all parts of life. Jesus, be with us now. Amen. A poem. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood. And looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that passing there, had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, and leaves no step had trod in black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I ever should come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. You guys recognize that? Two roads, and I took the one less traveled by, and it has made all the difference. In life, there's always two decisions. A good one and a bad one. A, bad one. a wise decision, shh, and a foolish decision. I remember I was in sixth grade at my grandma Linda's house, and I was arguing with my cousin Matthew about something. And I forget what we were arguing about, but it seemed to me like what I remember, that I was flipping sides. At first I was arguing against my cousin, then I was for him, then I was against him. And my grandma told me this one thing in the sixth grade. Aaron, you need to be more discriminatory. You need to discriminate more. Grandma, no. That's not what I'm taught in school. Shh, you guys got to be quiet when I'm talking. So grandma, 
being discriminatory is that's a bad thing, right? You know, she said, Aaron, being prejudiced is wrong, of course. But to discriminate, to simply take a side on something, when you go to the store and you're in the toothpaste aisle and you choose Crest over Colgate, you just discriminated. You chose one thing over the other. When I was in high school, I would fight people who said Coca-Cola was better than Pepsi. And you need to discriminate at certain things. It's a natural part of life. You make a decision. That's all discriminating is. Now, if you discriminate based on skin color or smarts or wealth, then it becomes wrong, obviously. But to discriminate is just a part of life. We live in a culture where they don't want to do that well. Everything is just relative. It's up in the air. Oh, that could be good. That could be good. But I tell you, at times it is good. Are you laughing at my picture? That's mean. Okay. We got out of the way. We got out of the way. Maybe that was a bad idea. Note to self. Note to self. What's the last word you just said? Discriminating. Discriminating, okay? I will not discriminate against Paige and Sarah forever and ever because they made fun of me in public. <laughs> kidding, kidding. When we read Proverbs chapter 9, we are being asked to discriminate, to make a decision, to make a choice between two different parties. So um, when hurricanes were happening and they finally had the planes and they go over these hurricanes and check them out, the pilots got to name the hurricane, and usually they name it after their girlfriend. And so you have this, I think there's 20 different names for a hurricane. Um, so you have Hurricane Katrina and Sandy and all these different names. And I, I always ask my parents, like, why do they name a hurricane like a, a she or a her? And my dad just described to me, like, look at that, look at our car. It was like a beat-up station wagon that he hit a deer a year before, and it's like cracked and everything. Hey, that car is ugly, right, and bad. Next-door neighbor had a Porsche. I was saying, he was talking about the car. He's like, that car, she's a beauty. And I got it. That personification, when you personify something, you're getting an object, and you're giving it a little bit of life to it. Like, oh, she's a beautiful car. The hurricane, she's going to come in and hit really hard. Same thing's happening here with wisdom and folly, that they're being personified as two different women who are asking you, who are asking everyone to make a choice, to discriminate between the two. It's not something we can say, some days I'm going to hop in the boat with Lady Folly because she looks really fun, and some days when I want to be smart, I'm going to go over here to Lady Wisdom. It should choose one or the other. And does anyone know who's writing this? Proverbs chapter 9? Solomon is writing to his sons, and he's saying this. That in every decision you make in life, there is a decision of whether you are going to be wise or foolish. I simply just want to go through Proverbs 9, look at the comparison between Lady Wisdom, Lady Folly, see what they promise. Thank you. I'm glad no one wrote on this. It's a fishing pole in the background. I don't look that weird. Come on. You guys are mean. Thank you. It's a true friend's book right there. I look handsome. Thank you. All right, now. In every decision we make, there's a decision to either be wise or foolish. 
So, let's just look. Let's just see what the Bible says about Lady Wisdom. Look down at verses 1 through 5 again. Wisdom has built her house. She has hen her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her bees. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. So, in those two verses alone, this is what we have being talked about wisdom. That she's a hard worker. So she's actually gone and she's done the hard work. She has built her house. She has all the decorations and it. it's beautiful. So she has, how many pillars? Seven. The number seven is like the magical number for, um, for the Jews. It signifies the amount of days in creation. Like it's like, um, is any, do we have like a magic number in? Uh, Five, fifty-three, eleven. No, we don't. Obviously, we don't. No, no. And it's not four twenty. Um, but wisdom here is immediately being described as a strong woman, a woman who is not lazy, a woman who is going out and doing the work for herself. That she goes down, she gets the wine. Instead of getting this plain wine, she puts in fruits and she ferments in a certain way and she makes it tasteful. What else does this say? She has sent out her young woman to call from the highest places of town. So she doesn't just sit there. She's excited about this invitation she has. Guys, eyes on me, please. This corner. She gets her young maid and she sends them out to all the people telling them about this banquet that she's preparing, that she's done all this work, that she has set her table. Have you guys been to like a really, really nice Thanksgiving dinner? Just coming up. And you like everything is nice and perfect on the table. The turkey is perfect. No one burned the house down or anything. And you, and you just think like, oh, this is going to be an awesome meal. This is what wisdom has prepared. And not only does she just, she just call you up, she sends people out into the town from the highest points. So if I'm sitting here, I'm just talking to you, but then I stood on top of this, I'm louder, right? I'm projecting into the whole city. Wisdom is being strategic. She's working hard. She cares. She's invested. And she says this, Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Wisdom has integrity. Wisdom does not take the easy way out. And this is what is being offered. That she's calling out to everyone. That she's not just being seclusive in her invitation. That she wants all people to come to her way. Proverbs chapter 1. It describes the same wisdom being personified. That she stands out in a busy corner. Now imagine for us, like, um, you're going to Safeco Field. Or you're going to Century League Field. Or the Seahawks play. Or the Mariners. And just like, I remember um, going to a Seahawks 